If you have endometriosis, you know how debilitating this condition can be. It's a complex and challenging one for yourself and for the doctors involved in your care. While conventional treatments are used, there is an unmet medical need for improving treatment outcomes and providing treatments that have a reduced risk of undesirable side effects. The need for successful integration is really what this podcast is about, because the biological pathways involved in endometriosis can be complex. By using scientific data and clinical data, there may be natural treatment options that work. Endometriosis is a chronic inflammatory disease that affects the pelvic peritoneum and ovaries. So in other words, it affects the woman's reproductive system. It's complex and it remains a confusing, challenging disease for a lot of people to deal with. Not only is endometriosis debilitating, it affects your physical, emotional, and social well-being. In a clinical practice, endometriosis is really about the symptoms that you bring in with you and you discuss with your physician. While some patients choose to go under surgery, there is limited evidence of surgical ablation on the effectiveness in reducing pain in the short and long run. Now, this is not to say surgery is not important. It's actually one of the vital tools because of the amount of tissue growth that's happening inside. Removing it can assist the body in harmonizing and finding a balance. We know if you have endometriosis that there's a strong affinity towards estrogen, angiogenesis, and your immune system becoming dysregulated, causing a lot of inflammation. The growth of your endometriosis is supported by estrogen and inflammatory factors, and these help stimulate angiogenesis, which is really blood vessels that are being developed to feed these tissues, because without having nutrition, these tissues cannot grow. So as I already mentioned in numerous podcasts, that estrogen levels are directly correlated with the development of endometriosis, where progesterone has an antiproliferative effect. So in other words, if we can balance out your hormones, estrogen and progesterone, this can help perhaps reduce the amount of growth and adhesions that your body is developing due to the endometriosis. Inflammation is another key factor because where you have high estrogen, you'll have high inflammation. And this can upregulate your immune system supporting the growth of endometriosis. And in order for endometriosis to survive, again, angiogenesis. Angiogenesis is the process of where new blood vessels are developed by your body to help feed endometriotic lesions. In other words, help feed the tissue growing outside of your uterus. And today we're gonna be discussing what potential natural treatment options are available that may help with endometriosis. Finding Health is a podcast dedicated to finding health through integrative medicine. This show is all about empowering you by explaining why specific health concerns occur and how finding health can be done through safe, effective, and natural treatment options. Our body is incredible. It can change, shift, and adapt, helping us function at our best. Given the right support, our body can heal, changing from uncooperative back to cooperative. This is why I created this podcast, to share with you how I help patients in my practice by using time-proven, science-based, integrated treatments. If you're ready to gain clarity and are inspired to learn more about your body, join me right now and let's start finding health. In my clinical practice, what we do with an integrative approach towards treating patients with endometriosis is having primary goal. My primary goal in integrated treatment is to address your symptoms as an individual in their totality while providing treatments that support anti-inflammatory, anti-angiogenic, meaning, meaning slowing down the blood vessels from growing 
as well as reducing estrogen levels and supporting progesterone to come back up. Because where there's estrogen, there's more growth, and where there's progesterone, there's a reduced growth of endometriosis. The treatments are designed to improve hormonal balance by addressing hormonal cascades and receptor responsiveness, as well as supporting elimination of excess hormones and reduce inflammatory response. The first step is we assess emotional health. We all know that emotional well-being can play a significant role in the development and progression of chronic diseases. The immune system and the central nervous system have a complex feedback loop that results in immune variability and alters hormone production. Therefore, understanding one's emotional needs as well as their struggles can help and is essential in addressing underlying emotional stressors, which may free up the body to have more resources to deal with. The second one is reducing inflammatory response. A dysfunctional immune response commonly occurs in endometriosis. The ability to help reduce inflammation and reduce the symptoms go hand in hand. Less inflammation, less symptoms. But also reducing inflammation helps with the lowering of estrogen, the overload of estrogen. The third one is hormonal balance. How do we help decrease estrogen and increase progesterone? Hormone balancing is very essential in helping patients with endometriosis. Reducing estrogen and increasing progesterone may help reduce both the progression and growth rates of endometriotic tissue, which in turn may help reduce the severity of symptoms. To increase progesterone, it really comes down to addressing receptors inside the uterus to help with hormone balancing. Because patients who use progesterone therapy often are resistant to it simply because their body is not utilizing the progesterone available through that therapy. Nutraceuticals as well as homeopathy can actually help improve hormonal balancing. The fourth one is modulating angiogenesis. A lot of studies have shown that if we're able to target angiogenesis, the development of new blood vessels, we may be able to reduce the progression of endometriosis. Addressing angiogenesis can be done indirectly or directly by reducing inflammation and balancing estrogen or by suppressing growth factors that support the growth of angiogenesis. So when it comes to dealing with these items, it really comes down to how do we find the best fit for the individual suffering from endometriosis? Because let's face it, one size does not fit all, and you know this more than anyone else does. So we're going to start talking about homeopathic medicines first, homeopathic treatment, and then we're going to talk about nutraceuticals. With homeopathic medicine or homeopathic treatments, it's really about individualizing the treatment to the patient. So homeopathy is a system of medicine that offers a significant treatment option for women suffering from endometriosis. What's really neat is that in 2017, there was a lot of attention given to homeopathy and positive attention for women suffering from endometriosis. Those who received the homeopathic treatments noticed a significant reduction in endometriosis-associated pelvic pain, as well as dysmenorrhea, so painful cycles, and cyclical bowel pains were reduced as well. This was published in the European Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Reproductive Biology in 2017. It really showed that patients benefited from homeopathic treatments, reporting a significant improvement in body pains, mental health, as well as vitality. The study not only showed that it improved these symptoms, but that homeopathy may represent an effective and well-tolerated complementary treatment for the pain and mental symptoms of endometriosis. 
An added benefit with homeopathic medicines is that it may potentially help address the key three symptoms involving endometriosis. That's painful periods, painful intercourse, and painful bowel movements associated with their cycles. For women who experience severe painful menstrual cramps, also known as dysmenorrhea, bacteria resmosa and lachesis typically fit that clinical symptom. Bacteria resmosa is indicated for patients who have heavy menstrual flow with clotting accompanied by the uterus and ovarian pain that are stabbing. These patients will often have a bearing down sensation involving the uterus and the small of their back, causing their lower limbs to feel heavy. Lachesis is indicated for patients who may find their dysmenorrhea or painful menstrual periods are relieved once their menstrual flow starts. Prior to the start of their menstrual period, they may commonly experience a burning sensation involving the uterus and the ovaries. A key clinical indicator for lachesis is that the worsening of symptoms either pre- or post-menstrual cycle. For those who experience a lot of discomfort during intercourse, platina is a very, very helpful medicine in this situation. If you experience a tingling sensation involving the vaginal tract either internally or, ex or externally with painful intercourse, platina is the go-to. Sepia, on the other hand, presents with mild to moderate discomfort during intercourse that is typically a dull stabbing sensation of the vaginal tract. Additionally, sepia may help reduce the severity of dryness involving the vagina and vulva. For patients who are experiencing painful bowel movements due to their endometriosis, Aragon and Inula are two very helpful medicines. Aragon may help individuals who present with neurological rectal pain, so sharp shooting rectal pains and burning involving the anus as well as spasms. In terms of Aragon with the menstrual symptom, because with homeopathy, we're keying up symptoms with the menstrual cycle and any other associated symptoms. With Aragon, you'll find that there may be heavy menstrual flow and irritation of the bladder as well as the rectum. Inula, on the other hand, presents with a pressure that Inula, on the other hand, presents with a pressure of the rectum that moves into the pelvis, and the menstrual cycle is similar to that of giving birth. And you also have an, and you also have an increased urge to pass bowel movements. With homeopathy, there's a lot more treatment options available. Those are just some of the highlights of the go-to medicines. The beautiful thing about homeopathy is that it can be really customized to help your clinical pictures. In other words, it can be customized to help you with your own symptoms. Homeopathic medicines are very safe to use. And the other benefit with it is that not only is it safe to use, but it's effective. While we require further studies, we know from a clinical setting that patients have benefited from homeopathic treatments. With nutritional and herbal supplements, there are a lot of things out there that are thrown for patients. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. It really depends on the dosage and whether or not it's actually the right fit for that patient. The supplements we're going to be talking about are based on scientific literature, which has shown promising results in a clinical setting, as well as builds on some of the supplements you may already be taking. You've probably already taken vitamin C, vitamin E, and curcumin, but there are other things that may be helpful. Dosage is the key thing, and that's often missed by patients. Taking too little doesn't help you get that therapeutic benefit. Because when you have endometriosis, that growth of endometriotic tissue outside of the womb is over abundant and stresses your body out. So you're going to need a little bit higher dose than what you think you're taking. Curcumin, that's the first one. Let's start there. Curcumin is well known for its anti-inflammatory response. 
Recent findings have suggested that curcumin may have potential therapeutic use in preventing and in treatment for endometriosis. And this is because it may be able to downregulate estrogen, inflammation, and angiogenesis. Curcumin has the ability to reduce the growth of endometriotic cells and is a really good potent anti-inflammatory. In animal models, we know that curcumin increases the clearance of endometriotic cells outside of the womb. And in vitro studies involving the endometriotic cells from women, it has shown a significant reduction in inflammation by modulating the inflammatory response. So curcumin is really, really helpful if you have a lot of inflammation. If you do have sensitivity to curcumin or you have stomach ulcers, you should be careful taking it, especially if you're pregnant, use it cautiously. There's not enough safety data to recommend curcumin if you're breastfeeding, so talk to your healthcare provider about this. The other one is DIM. That is a natural compound found in broccoli, for example. And this has anti-estrogenic activities as well as helps reduce the growth of tissue of endometriosis. Because endometriosis is believed to be an estrogen-mediated disease, increased estrogen levels may help propagate the growth of endometriosis. With DIM, it has shown to perhaps reduce the growth of endometriosis tissue by its ability to address the estrogen pathways as well as prevent angiogenesis from further occurring. NAC, also known as NAC. NAC has been used for over 30 years, mainly in respiratory conditions. But what's really not well known about it is that it's a really potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory agent. It can also help improve fertility for endometriosis patients by not only reducing inflammation, but helping balance out hormones. We know with NAC that it's a potent anti-inflammatory. We also know that it also can prevent estrogen from rising up too high. So when it comes to NAC, we know it's a very effective tool. But if you have tummy issues like sensitive stomach or diarrhea or heartburn, you may want to be cautious using this. In some rare cases, skin rashes can occur. So if you have eczema or underlying skin rashes, talk to your healthcare provider before you take this. When it comes to resveratrol, the last supplement we're going to talk about, resveratrol is a really neat one because it works in so many different ways. But perhaps one of the biggest benefits of resveratrol is not only in its ability to help provide anti-inflammatory and help reduce the growth of your endometriosis tissue outside of the womb, but it can help improve your menstrual cycle not being so heavy and clotted. Resveratrol actually prevents angiogenesis from happening as well as help balance out hormones by regulating receptor activities inside your uterus that has to do with taking up estrogen or taking up progesterone. Resveratrol actually helps lower the amount of receptors for estrogen and improves the ability for the progesterone receptors to come out, further helping hormonal balance. With resveratrol, it's generally considered safe, but again, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, talk to your doctor about this. Endometriosis is challenging, and it's a complex disease, both for you and the doctors helping you. We know with endometriosis that it's an estrogen-dependent disease resulting in hormonal dysregulation, as well as causing a cascading reaction of having your immune system go into a highly inflammatory point and causing you all these symptoms. With nutraceuticals and homeopathic medicines, there may be treatment options to help you with endometriosis-related pain. And this may provide you new novel treatment strategies. When you're dealing with endometriosis, 
sometimes having options is what you need to look into. Just having the options to look into may add the benefit of integrating natural treatment therapies that do not interfere with ovulation and can be useful in relieving pain symptoms. With a lot of the patients I help, I know from hearing their stories and from seeing them month to month, all their struggles, it wears on them, and understandably. But as we have six to nine months of treatment, and as their symptoms have significant improvements in reducing their pains, their menstrual cycles become less heavy, they feel better, less abdominal bloating, it's amazing to be able to be part of their healthcare team. With endometriosis, there are more things than just surgery out there. Find someone who really understands endometriosis, not just a regular gynecologist, but someone who is specifically well-versed in helping with endometriosis. Because it's a complex disease, and with complex disease comes the need for integrative treatments so you can get the best of your health back on track. Thanks for listening to Finding Health. I'm Dr. Vijay Nielsen, a homeopathic doctor with 14 years of clinical experience. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, help us get out the content by subscribing, give us a five-star review, and tell your friends and family about this podcast. If you'd like to learn more or get started on finding your health, you can visit us at nielsenclinic.com, N-I-E-L-S-E-N clinic.com, or contact us by telephone at 403-265-9730. Don't hesitate to reach out because we're here to support you one-on-one. Thank you again for joining us and have a wonderful week. All information, content, and material in this podcast is for informational purpose only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment for a qualified physician or healthcare provider.